This is episode 58 of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Family is doing well. I want to thank you all for listening today or tonight, whatever time it is where you're at. You could be anywhere in the world doing anything, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. If you have not done so already, could you pretty, pretty please subscribe to the show and leave a review and rating of the show is greatly appreciated. I don't ask for much and that's all I need from you, okay? That's all I want. Just subscribe, damn it, okay? Help me out. <laughs> um, this week, I want to talk about an observation that I observed. An observation that I observed. Genius choice of words, girl. You go, girl. Anyway, so now, does anyone else notice that you have seen an influx of people saying things like oh I just say to myself because you know it's crazy out here these days and I ain't trying to get hurt and people out here wilding so I just say to myself like it seems like we are at this like shutting down of like relationships and progressing like and I'm going off of what I just commonly see and hear it seems like you know, when it comes to single people and the dating pool, that most single people are like, I'm not dating because, you know, people just got too much going on out here and I don't want to have anything to do with it. And I'm like, wait a minute. So is that going to be the solution? Like for singles, you cannot, the truth is this. And, you know, I'm sorry, but the truth is this. Most of the people that you dated, that have led you to have the feelings like, oh my God, I don't want to date anymore. It's too crazy out here. Um, I don't want to get played. These people be playing. I'm not playing around with them. Like, unfortunately, the truth is for you to be led to feelings like that, you probably chose to deal with some ain't-ish people. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, this is male or female. Okay, you have a type and your type is toxic. Okay, and you somehow have the uncanny ability of sniffing out the most toxic and emotionally unavailable person that you can possibly find um, because you subconsciously, some of y'all have fears of commitment. And the tr- and you don't have fears of commitment because you necessarily got hurt. Some of y'all have fears of commitment because you just have fears of commitment. The idea of committing to one person wholly and long term is, I think, scary for a lot of people. Either they they fear that that um, you know they fear of how I guess final it feels. Um, when the truth is, if you look at a relationship, if it's what it's supposed to be, it will look like a beginning. Um, so it depends on how you look at things. Some people look at it as You know, marriage and settling down as being like the ending. You know, like I said, it's so final to them, you know, and you can choose to have that negative mindset about it, but it's definitely not going to warrant any kind of positive results. So it's like the win. So it's like you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, 
maybe I did not make the best choices in people to date. So it's not that I shouldn't be dating. I think it's very important for people to say, instead of saying, I'm not dating because of how other people are and kind of putting the ball, taking the easy way out and putting the ball in someone else's court instead of really self-evaluating and taking accountability it's like oh well they don't know how to act like that's cheap and that's a cop-out and it's so much better to say instead of saying I'm not going to date and blaming other people to say I am now going to be more intentional in who I date I am now going to be more careful in my decisions in dating. I am going to make sure that I am healed and in a right state of mind before dating. It's it's much better to say that, brothers and sisters, because I know it's hard, but you guys just cannot give up on black love. It is out there and it exists. Normally, again, we get used to certain types of toxicity and we begin begin to be attracted to toxicity. And then what is not toxic and what is good for us, we tend to run away from. Okay, and we have to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, maybe I don't have it together as much as I think because I also have never seen a pool of people single people that in the same breath all swear that they're just the best thing since sliced bread you know what I'm saying it's like wait a minute something's not adding up here it's like in one hand it's a bunch of people speaking about how they're so amazing and so great and so rare and so wonderful and it's like, so if so many of you are saying that, how are so many of you also saying that you don't even want to date anymore because it's just, you're just running into so much crazy stuff? Somebody lying, okay? This is not, two and two is not equaling four in this equation. How are all of y'all so great, but in the same breath, all of y'all don't want to even be bothered with dating, you know, but oddly enough, it doesn't stop sexuality, okay, because all these people talking about how they're not dating, but are you, are you, uh, I'm trying to watch my language, y'all, and I'm trying to you know, be a little more refined in my deliveries, but sometimes I just want to say, like, what my hood side be wanting to say, but I'm trying to do better, so, um, you know, because it'd be the same people that say they're not dating, but they are, um, they are participating in casual intercourse. <laughs> you see that, girl? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the F-cat word. You see me just there, all right? (laughs) You know, I do what I can. I do what I can. (laughs) But, um, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, now that makes it even worse. Because now, you ain't ish. You being sexual with someone who ain't ish. Y'all just exchanging demons and toxicity and soul ties and... Oh my God, before we know it, we just have a cesspool of just mess. And it's not a date, it's not a dating pool, it's a cesspool. Okay. Let, let's call it what it is. Not a dating pool, it's a cesspool. And some of the dating horror stories are just like, what is going on? It is time for everybody to be real with themselves. Okay. Um, 
just because you feel like you can, you know, cook or you're cute or you don't go to the club or you don't cheat, you automatically think that you like wifey material. Okay. And the truth is that is not at all the case. All right. Um, the truth is you might have other issues you need to address. Okay. Um, being relationship ready is not as simple as I make this amount of money or I don't go out or, you know, I'm not sleeping with anyone else or being with anyone else. Like a being ready, relationship ready is a lot more than that. It is really more about your issues internally. It is really about getting to know someone, their traumas, their childhood traumas, their adult traumas, getting to know their upbringing, their mindset, so that you understand why this person does the things they do, why they move the way they do. And so that when you are living together in unison with this person, you can live in unison with this person in peace for the rest of your lives. Because marriage is until death do us part. Okay, that is being relationship ready. Being relationship ready is not giving a list of why you're so great and then putting the ball in other people's court like, yeah, so I need to know, you know, are you great enough for me? No. No. And and I see that going around. That's why there's no accountability when it comes to singles and dating. You know, I rarely see people complaining about their own toxicity and issues. Like, it, everything is someone else's fault. You know, brothers and sisters, without black love, we are nothing. Without black love, we might as well pack up right now and go home. You're dead. You're done. Okay, this is literally the foundation of saving our lives. Our lack of understanding that as a majority is very detrimental to us. Nothing positive comes from feeling like black love is optional or that relationship building and marriage is optional. If that's optional to you, I mean, man, like you're pretty much choosing to die. You're pretty much choosing death. Okay, we factually need each other. We are factually in a system and in a place where without one another, we can never, ever heal. Okay, we can never truly fight against the odds, fight against the system against us if we do not have peace and unity amongst ourselves as black men and black women. I'm here to bring you peace. You're here to bring me protection. Together, we're protecting our peace as a unit, as a family. Okay, so giving up and taking the easy way out is not an option, sisters and brothers. If you are single and you are dating, do not give up and do not get tired. Okay, some people don't meet the person meant for them till they're in their 40s. Some people meet them in their 20s. Everyone's journey is different. But if you are single and you are spending so much energy and focus on things being everyone else's fault and, you know, the problem being other people, okay, after you do all that, what is your next move after that? You know what I mean? After you sit and and put the blame on everyone else, what's next? What, you going to just go get some cats? What, you going to just, you know, be alone the rest of your life? Like, what is the plan here? All right. Um, And and then when it comes to brothers, like, let's talk about what are some common toxic traits in brothers. 
okay some common toxic traits in brothers are directly related to his mother okay so sisters when you be on dates and you be talking about (laughs) so what kind of music you like (laughs) asking stupid questions like that that have nothing to do with anything you need to be asking what's your relationship like with your mother okay because guess what majority of the time the things that are his flaws or his faults and his relationship will be linked to that in some way I know a brother where he is cheap. I mean, cheap as hell. He will not spend a dollar on a woman. And he don't like spending money on a woman because he had a mother that was like kind of always conning niggas. Like, so he watches mama always conning niggas. So he'd be like, man, I don't want to give a bitch nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's the way their mindset will work. So a man like that, he probably not going to be a provider. You need to be paying attention. So you, like again, so you are dating with intention. So you are dating the right person, wasting time with someone based upon, oh, we like the same music is dumb. How are you and your mom's relationship? Okay. We know that toxic, we have a top, we know that toxic, typical toxic guy where, um, you know, he may not know how to show emotion or receive emotion. That might be linked to he didn't have a nurturing mom. You know what I'm saying? Ask the questions that need to be asked. You know what I mean? Some, Because some of you brothers, you feel like just because, oh, maybe you got a few dollars. All right. You feel like maybe because you might got a nice crib or, uh, you know, that you're at a certain space in your life. You feel like, oh, you know, well, I'm this and I'm so great. So a woman need to come along and realize, you know, you think you to catch. And while it is good to have confidence and know that you as a man do bring value to the situation as well. You kind of end up presenting yourself like like the trophy in a way and so you're not willing to put your pride aside and really put the work in that it takes to really give your heart to a woman and allow her to give her heart to you and y'all create something long term so again with the sisters just because you might look good or have a good job or don't cheat or don't go to the club it don't mean that you wife a material for brothers just because you may have a nice job or have money or a nice crib or this that and the third that don't make you husband material and the minute that you as a single person can put your ego aside and really be honest with yourself to what you really are what your traumas really are how much you have really worked on them healed from them or that you're even aware from them of them that is when you will become a good partner until when you face things like that Yes, of course, you the provider. You want to have, you know, a home. You want to have finances together. That is true. But sometimes you achieve that and then you have this sense of entitlement like, oh, well, I do what I need to do and I don't understand why these bitches don't recognize a real nigga like me. Okay, you, you, you calm down. Pipe, pump your brakes. You might not be all that. Okay. <laughs> you know, again, we promote confidence in ourselves, but sometimes we have displaced confidence all right um brothers and sisters do the work do the work to really heal again a relationship what it is mostly about is living in unison with another person that looks like you so if you have anger or resentment towards yourself or your parents when you look at your partner that resentment will come out in them and towards them okay 
So until you heal, because I feel like if you're a black person that thinks you don't have anything to heal from, you might be more in denial than you think. I feel like all black people have a healing that they need to do. Okay, so once you do that, once you can learn how to be understanding, compromising, compassionate, then you can say, okay, I'm ready for a relationship. Then you will attract better partners. Then you will have addressed your traumas and you will understand why you may be drawn to certain toxicity and you'll know how to stay away from that. You'll be able to make better choices. Black love is the revolution, y'all. You have to stay strong. You cannot give up. Giving up is not an option. Stay positive and be what you want to find. I just saw that an up-and-coming rapper, Pop Smoke, was murdered in a home invasion. Um, Rest in power to the young man um, and the ancestors. Make your transition an easy transition. Um, Whenever we have a brother that is murdered, um, we start to see common responses to it. The most common response that I see to, um, you know, a murder or something similar of a black man is we have to do better. Um, It seems like we don't want to see each other happy. Niggas don't want to see you be successful. Um, Niggas be hating. It seems like we really self-loathe whenever we lose someone in our community as opposed to losing someone in our community and let it serve as a motivation uh, or an energy or a power towards speaking life into your people. Um, it really is a sign of how we are automatically, uh, uh, you know, programmed to self-hate when anything happens. Because it only makes sense that, okay, so if we're having, um, you know, brothers out here being murdered by, quote-unquote, your own people, the response to that should not be to speak further negativity into your people. Um the response first of all I want to say this it, we have to stop doing this thing where you have a black person commit a certain act or do a certain thing and then people will say we need to do better um the actions of one black person does not in any way shape or form um have any say so as to the state of all black people Um, if you want to generalize, you have to generalize based upon the majority, not the exceptions. Okay, so the first common, you know, unpopular opinion, common misconception is black people. It is not that black people do not want to see each other happy. I want to make this very clear. All right, we will totally ignore the outpouring of support that majority of black people give each other majority of black people that uh, that own businesses 
majority of their customers are black people. Majority of black businesses opened in the hood are patronized and kept open by black people. Majority of black people that start a business or are are on some type of uh, journey or venture, they're going to have friends, family that support what they do. Okay. Let's not act like we as black people do not have other black people in our lives that support us. And if you are a black person that you don't have where majority of people in your circle and around you do not support you, um, it's time for you to take a look into yourself and figure out what in you is attracting low vibrational behavior. Because sometimes you have a lot of haters and non-supporters in your life because you're a hater and a non-supporter on the low. Okay, and, and you might not have looked in that mirror and been honest with yourself to see that. So if you feel like if your experience is, oh man, black people don't want to see each other happy. Well, you know, you need to step your game up because um, myself and a lot of other black people will tell you that our biggest support comes from our people because we choose to align ourselves with healthy-minded black people. I mean, there is good and bad in all races. I don't want anyone to think that because this show is a uh, black healing and uh, black issues and black empowerment style show, I do not want anyone to make that seem like I think that black people are perfect and black people do no wrong and nothing is our fault and we're angels. No, I'm realistic. So realistically, in all races, you have the good and the bad. I mean, there, there's no way around that. That's just the facts of life. Certain things in life where it is what it is, it's better to just accept it as that is just what it is. Even if I don't agree with it or wish it was not that way, sometimes things just are what they are. Certain things will always exist wherever humans exist. Conflict, um, you know, disagreement, that is just what it is. I mean, we cannot continue to beat ourselves up about normal human behavior and things that are always going to happen. Um, you know, it seems like we can be a little too hard on ourselves. Um, I think that we're very quick to say, oh, we ain't nothing and we can't get mad at how anyone else does us because how we do ourselves like so harsh. And it's like, man, can you cut yourself a break? Can you cut your people a break? Okay, can you please use that same energy to highlight and bring energy to the positive members of your race? You know what I mean? Like, do you take that same energy, like when you have a black person do something positive for you or with you, do you stop in that moment as well to say, man, Um, Black people really support me. You know, when you open a business and you're getting orders and patrons, do you stop in that moment to say, oh, my God, like, look how black people support each other. Wow. Look how I started this business and black people showed up to support my business. Wow. Are you putting the same energy into that? Because rarely do I see that. I'll see niggas come out the woodwork when it comes time to give a scalding to their people. But it's like. Where were you, you know, on the 10,000 other good things that we did? 
That is a form of self-hatred. No matter which way you flip it or turn it or look at it, you can cock your head to the side, squint one eye and jump up and down on one leg. No matter which way you look at that, that is a form of self-hatred. You are extremely harsh on yourself and your own people. Now, it's okay for us to be hard on each other in a way where I want to see you be your best self, brother or sister. You know, I want to see you reach your highest potential. But hard on each other, like when we have normal things that happen every day, be in all societies, in all social classes, in all races, in all countries. And then when one of your people does something like that, you just condemn them to hell. Like, come on. What more do you want from me? You know, I also understand this. When we talk about, you know, majority of crimes, and we, we've touched on this in the in a previous episode, but, you know, if you look around like a normal black person, and don't you all get mad saying a normal black person, for me saying a normal black person. If I'm saying a normal black person, a normal black person is, you know, one that just be chilling, okay? You know, they mind their business, they do what they're supposed to do. They handle their responsibilities. They're not trying to be in issues, drama. They're not trying to do any of that. Like a normal person, okay? You know, if you look around your circle in your everyday life, like, you'll you'll begin to ask yourself, like, where are these black people at that are, like, busting in people's houses in mass and shooting people in home invasions? Like, where are these black people, like, stealing cars? Where are these black people killing one another, like... They're certainly not around me. And so uh, we have to say, okay, when it comes to things like murder and crime, can anyone commit murder or crime? Yes. But when we talk about where this is most commonly had, it is people that are um, that are products of social projects, literally. The, my main reason for when I see a black person harm another black person of why my first response is not, oh, see, this is what's wrong with niggas. See how we do each other. This is why we can't say nothing about how somebody else treats. Look how we treat ourselves as though the way we treat each other is worse than people of other races and how they treat each other. And again, this is why ignoring racism and ignoring white supremacy is so dangerous because it's such a huge component in the reasoning behind so many things for us as a people. And if you ignore that, you will blame yourself for everything because it it wouldn't make any sense once you remove that huge component on how we ended up the way we are and why we may conduct ourselves the way we do now. It it appears as though other races are more united when the reality is other races simply do not have systems, do not have genius, socially engineered systems to kill them. <laughs> they do not have systems set up to systematically break them apart and keep them behind. So in our eyes, again, this is always another self-hating mentality that the white man's water is wetter now we we condemn ourselves so bad and we say that we cannot that we are not allowed to get upset about racism because a uh, an exception to the majority a black person is the exception to what the majority of us are doing decides to murder someone that looks like him Now the whole black race has to be condemned because of it. And now you condemn your own race so badly because in your eyes, it appears as though white people treat each other better. 
When you sit here and say things like, oh, this is how we do each other, you are subconsciously insinuating that white people treat each other better. Do we, are we really understanding that? When, when someone condemns us so badly, I always, my response is like, so what are you saying? You know, are, are, what are you saying? Are, are you saying that we treat each other worse than other races do? Because you can't possibly be saying that. And I think that black people truly, I wish some black people could be a fly on the wall for white folks and see how they move. I think that white people, they follow a code where there are certain things that in certain ways they move with us. But I think that if black people were able to be a fly on their walls and see how they interact behind closed doors, how they interact when it's just them, how they really move when it comes to one another, you would stop hating yourself and your people so much and you would get your foot off your people's neck and cut your people a break. You would stop condemning your whole race because of what a few black people may do. Okay, I think we have this false idea in our mind that other races are nicer to each other. When the reality is of two things. Number one, as I just said, they don't have systems designed against them to keep them in a certain place, to keep them ripped apart and and divided. And number two, they have systems that actually protect them. Okay, black people, we do not have a system that protects us. White people have uh, the bigger picture, which is the system of white supremacy. And then they have several subsystems within that system that protect them as well. Like the justice system. Okay, so they don't have... Molly and Amy don't have to get along and they don't have to get along because they have a system bigger than both of them that still protects them their interests and what they want so whether amy and sarah get along or not they still will appear as more united because there is something bigger than both of them that does unite them and that is the system of white supremacy which applies to all white people i don't care how much they whip nene and how many black girlfriends or boyfriends they have they are still under that systematic umbrella of white supremacy it still protects them they still can benefit from it whenever and however they choose they are afforded that right by birthright because they understand um because they understand who they are and they understand that this system is dependent upon them staying in the position that they're at. They understand they cannot afford to be equal with us. There is no being equal with black people. Black people are supreme. So your only choice is to systematically oppress them if you want to stay breathing, if you want to keep your head above water. It is an unspoken rule. Okay? And this is why I say we, you know, we really have to connect with our ancestral systems and our spiritual systems as a collective together. Everyone, you know, you know, there's this like, uh, there's this, um, I don't know, this automatic like uncomfortability that we get when it comes to addressing our own spiritual systems. It's something about an ancestor altar that makes too many black people uncomfortable. Uh, it's, it's too many of us that are clueless about our ancestral systems, how it works, um, or anything like that. And I believe that that is a big part of one of the things we have not tried yet is as a collective 
turning back to our own systems. Just like other races have systems that protect them and their interests, we need systems. Systems keep things working. Okay. All right. So we run from who we are. We run from our tradition, which has been proven for generation after generation to be successful. We turn away from that, try to do things our own way, and then we condemn our own people to hell. Uh, we ignore the good in ourselves and we highlight the bad. I, you know, I, I choose not to, you know, my focus when I see a brother kill another brother, my focus more so is that majority. And again, is this all the time? No, but majority of the time you could pretty much, I mean, we've seen this story a thousand times. You could pretty much guess how this went. Guarantee you it's, it's a, it's a brother from a social project, the projects, you know, we, we got to remember that when we say, oh, I'm from the projects or such and such projects, that is literal. That that means if you live in this vicinity, you are a part of this project and certain elements will be introduced to you as a human subject to see your reactions, to see uh, consequences, to see patterns. So how can I condemn that brother when I know that nine times out of 10, when you doing stuff like putting on a mask, and, and kicking in people's doors and killing everybody in there. Nine times out of ten, we can pretty much guess where you're from. We can we can pretty much guess the environment you came from. Okay, you're probably not a normal, healthy black person doing that. You probably are a uh, a a product of a project against you from when you were born. Okay. From when in the projects, from when a woman has a child in her stomach, that child becomes a subject. Okay, so and then the child grows up unaware of any of this, have no idea that they're living in a real project. They're never taught anything about systematic white supremacy and racism. Okay, Um, they're they're just clueless and have no idea what they don't know. How can I condemn that brother? What I'm going to do is pray for that brother's soul. What I'm going to do is pray that in that brother, for that brother, that he is able to have a reality check, that he is able to wake up. What I pray is that, you know, what I do is I pray and say, this brother, this is not what this brother wants to do. I have so much faith in my people that I know in a, if this brother was in a healthy circumstance and a normal healthy circumstance, this is not what this brother would choose to do. I know that if this brother chooses to do this, he's sick in the mind. And I'm going to pray for that brother's soul. Okay, this is our should be our reaction when we love our people. All right, let's get our foot off our people's necks. Now, I'm not specifically speaking to Pop Smoke's murder because we don't we don't have the details on that yet. I'm just speaking in general when we hear of a brother killing another brother. We forget that we are subjects to a system. We forget that. And that the only way to not get caught up in that is to be thoroughly aware of it and thoroughly aware of it and how it affects every single aspect of our life because it does affect every single aspect of our lives. And ignoring that doesn't make it go away. And it is scary when you do think of how severe it is, but us ignoring it is really killing us. It's really bringing us down. It really is. Um cut ourselves a break it's not as bad it's not that bad baby wipe them tears it's really not that bad we have the power to make the progress but what we speak and what we truly believe about ourselves and people that look like us manifest 
And when you doubt and condemn your people based off of as a whole, based upon the actions of few, you're being destructive. Let's take times like this to do the opposite of what is expected. Let's take times like this to speak life into our people. Okay. For any of our brothers lost in the war, the war against us as a people, we pray for you. We pray for your families. We pray for your ancestral return that you're able to break these cycles for yourself. All right. Um, Rest in peace to the brother Pop Smoke. Um, Now, when it comes to people in Hollywood getting killed, um, you know, that can be a whole different ballgame. You know, in this discussion, we're more so talking about us in our in our communities as black people, not necessarily, you know, with Hollywood because things can go differently. But, you know, the truth will come out as they as as time progresses right now. We don't know much. Again, I want to make that clear because I don't want people saying like, oh, this was specifically towards that. It's not specifically towards that. It's just times like this spark certain types of conversations and that's what we want to address um so thank you all for listening uh, i appreciate you i will see you all next week and as always peace love and black power